Business. All right, Fanny, you there? Yes, I'm here. Theo, you there? I'm here. For introducing authentic realness. Hello, hello, and hello again, everyone. I am back for another episode of our, yes, being inclusive, look at me, Authentic Realness Podcast. Realness. And I'm going to start with something that we all have heard older folks say at some point or another in life to never say never. And I'm definitely having one of those moments tonight where I'm having to eat my words because I talked about in a very early episode, how bizarre it was. And I still feel this way. So I'm having a bizarre experience right now to have a podcast and to be the only person on it and to be pretty much talking by myself, but yet talking to you all as an audience. So Fabby, Theo, Authentic realness experts. Everybody has abandoned me tonight. It's just me, Aaron R. Plush, by myself. And I told all of them, I'm like, hey, this is pretty dangerous for me to have the line by myself. Nobody knows where this is going to go. <laughs> so this is going to be quite the intriguing episode. Hence, I say again, it's so important for us to remember those things that we have gotten when we were much younger because there's so much wisdom that came from our parents and grandparents and great grandparents. And that whole never say never was definitely a big one for me. And here I am tonight by myself, but I'm ready for you all. I'm ready for this and I'm looking forward to this episode. Since I don't have to do any awkward introductions, Alan. And yes, Alan, I'm calling you out tonight since you were the one who provided that feedback, brother. <laughs> because this is what happens when you allow me to have this platform by myself. But no awkward introductions tonight. It's just me, Aaron R. Plush. And I'm going to jump right in. And I'm jumping in tonight with a topic that has been coming up for me quite a bit recently, and it's really focused around inefficiencies. And I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, it just seems that we talked about that whole mediocre, mediocrity, average, basic concept of these times where it's as if that's the norm, but I'm gonna take it a step even lower just the number of inefficiencies that I'm seeing. And it's all around me. One of the things that I've started doing recently is going down to Miami on a more frequent basis during the week and taking the train down and just kind of looking at the concepts of what, how much of an ordeal it is for me to get to where I'm trying to go. 
And there are so many steps. Like there's there's a train involved. There's the the car involved that has to pick me up, take me to the train station. Once I get to Miami, there's a car that takes me from the train station to where I'm going. Their car picks me up, takes me back to the train station to take the train back to Fort Lauderdale. And a car picks me up and takes me home. And certainly for many people, like, oh, you're living. (laughs) And I am. God has certainly blessed me tremendously. But I can't tell you all how that process has not always been as seamless as the car services and the train station are attempting to work together. And certainly they are unfortunately working out the bugs and the kinks as they go. My question is, though, all of these senior level execs and people who are getting paid all these big time salaries who are expected to be able to have this stuff happen seamlessly, what's happening? Like, what's the bottleneck which gets us to a point where it's okay that, oh, we're going to try this out as we go. We're going to figure it out as we go. We're going to update the app as we go. But you're inconveniencing me. You're inconveniencing all the passengers. And someone like me will just get to a point of just saying, you know what? The heck with this. I'm just going to find other avenues. And the thing about South Florida, for those of you that don't know, when you think about West Palm, Naples, Boca, Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood, Aventura, Miami, the distance is not far at all. But it's the traffic here in South Florida. So any opportunity that you have to avoid 95 in particular, which unfortunately on the news, (laughs) I just heard last week that I-95 here in South Florida is being referred to as Die-95. And I'm seeing D-I-E, Die-95. And the reason for that is just because there's just so much going on from accidents to people shooting people to whatever. You get on, a, on I-95 here, you might not come off. And it's just that extreme. So any opportunity that you have to just avoid 95 and other avenues such as the train and all these type things, which are supposed to be effective and efficient, but just isn't always that way. Now, I will tell you all that every day it seems to be getting a little better. And I'm almost at that point where we've got it figured out and the experience is seamless. But here's my challenge. My challenge is why wasn't the experience seamless from the start? Like, why did it have to take trial and error to get to a place of the seamless experience. I'll tell you why. It's an absence of having an Aaron R plush type person on the team. Because people like me on the team, we're able to see things in their physical equivalent form in its fruition before it happens. Having those type people on your team will help you to be able to say, hey, here are all the potential bottlenecks. Here are all the potential things that could go wrong. Let's mitigate these things before we launch, not during the launching process. Now, where am I going to take this? So these inefficiencies that we see, 
I noticed that using this very specific example, you had some extremes of responses from people. You either had those people who were just extremely irate and just blowing up, cussing. And then you have the people like, oh, it is what it is. They're learning. They're trying to get it figured out. I'm going to give them some passes off until they get it right. And then you just have the people in the middle of the road. It's like, whatever. It is what it is. Just get me to work. I say all of that to say, though, a large part of what I saw was that we're accepting of inefficiencies. I'm going to give you all quite a few other examples of things that just are bizarre to me. I look at the inefficiencies still yet of even in the DMV. Everybody knows if you're going to go to the DMV, you expect a long line. Why is that? That's ridiculous. When you think about even oftentimes, even at the grocery store, and thank God for COVID that delivery of grocery has just become my norm. And hey, that was a silver lining that came from COVID. And I'm like, now why wasn't I doing this before COVID? But you live and learn. So again, why do we accept inefficiencies? Another example is what I was sharing before about South Florida. Clearly, our current structure of the highway system no longer exists in a way that it can support current traffic patterns. So we're going to have to do something different. And I don't care if you go to the eight lanes and nine and ten lanes and whatever else is that you have in places like L.A. and Atlanta, you still have the bottleneck. And it's to the point where it's like we just all are okay with the inefficiencies. My question to us as we're all processing this episode is why is that? Why is it that we're not demanding more, particularly in this country that we also love of America and the world superpower and we have all these efficiencies and we have the ability to do this and do that. But so often for me, it's like we're incapable of doing the simple things and we allow the simple things that we have now made inefficient things be okay. Now let's bring this full circle back to me. So as a consultant, as the consultant in the eight services that I offer, that is always my objective is to ensure that I am presenting efficiencies. I want to always ensure that in everything that I do, that I present all aspects of my business in an efficient way. And that's just from a marketing, advertising, promoting this podcast perspective. But even deeper than that, it's with my clients. I want to make sure that in whatever I'm implementing with the client, and I'm going to tell you all from both sides, from the work that I do, I want that work to always be efficient, to be effective, to be streamlined, and to be the absolute best in everything that I do. And that's from a delivery perspective. But what I also always want is for whatever it is that I'm implementing for the client, 
that whatever we agree to as being the solution to your problem, I want to make sure we're doing that efficiently, that we're doing it from a place where it is the best of the best, it's top notch, it's streamlined, and there are no inefficiencies that we are accepting like, oh, well, it's early, we're just implementing it, we have to work out the kinks. No, why can't we work out the kinks of the planning so that when we get to the implementation, it's clean. Now, is it going to be perfect? No, because in the world that I live in, there's one perfect being, and that's Jesus. But we certainly could be striving for things to be as efficient and effective as possible and that might be on a quest of seeking perfection. No, we're not going to always get it right. Are there going to be those things that we're going to bomb on? But I can tell you this, we're definitely going to get it right more than we get it wrong. So as I remind you all, those areas, program and project management, that's my bread and butter. That's at the core of who I am as a consultant. That's what I do best. And certainly at this point in the game, I'm at that director level. Am I able to roll my sleeves up and get into the weeds? Absolutely. But know that I'm coming more from a strategy perspective. Second level, management consulting. Moving on to operations management. Contingent labor and workforce management. Chief of staff services. Supplier diversity management motivational speaking, voice over, and voice actor. Those are the eight. And remember, at this point, I've shared with you all that those are eight services, but because I've been able to transmute all eight to their physical equivalents, I'm really considering them products. And I am looking forward to you all being in a position where you want efficiency that is synonymous with Aaron R. Plush, the consultant. And whatever you come to me for, I can assure you that these inefficiencies that we have come and we've allowed to become and be our norm, that's not the case here. In these parts, efficiency, effectiveness, a spirit of excellence, things done well, things being methodical, things being thought out, things truly being in a place where it's like, wow, that's absolutely amazing. And we're on a quest to truly begin to see some transformation in the world that these inefficiencies that we have allowed to become our norm in 2023, this stuff has to come to an end. When we see inefficient things, we have to call them out and we have to look for opportunity to be the people that correct it. Because one of the things that I always tell people is that understand that every creative thing that any of us use know where it came from, a problem. Something as simple as a paperclip. Paperclips were not always here. Paperclips came about because someone identified a need to be able to have paper to be together. 
Stable came about for that same purpose. So maybe one of the things that we're not doing, including me, is looking at all of these inefficiencies as opportunities for us to be the ones to fix those gaps, for us to be the ones to say, absolutely not. This has to end. And then get to a point where we stop living our lives so inefficiently, because that's the case for so many of us, is that we feed into this concept of inefficiencies and it being our norm it being okay, it being acceptable, that basic and average is good. It's not. And as I wrap up this episode of me being here by myself, I just want to end in very certain terms to say time is out and I'm putting inefficiency on notice that Aaron R. Plus, the consultant, is here to combat inefficiency if I have to do it by myself. And for anyone who wants to join in in this army of one with me and talk through some opportunities that we might be able to focus on some of these inefficiencies and make the world a better place. I'm definitely open to having those conversations for partnership and certainly to talk about another organization that I'm creating that has a focus on specifically that in creating solutions to problems beyond the consulting realm and having it to be literally a company that focuses on inventions. So now this conversation has shifted. See, this is why Theo and Fabish should not have given me this opportunity to be here by myself because I'm definitely using it for another announcement. And that announcement is beyond me getting new clients, which is always something that I'm looking for. I'm also looking for partners. And if you have that creative mind, you're fed up with inefficiencies, you've seen problems in the world and you want to start to try to address them. Let's have a conversation, let's partner and let's come up with some things that the world could use together. With that, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Heavenly Father God, we come before you right now just thanking you God for just being you God. Certainly tonight's episode has been an episode that I've had to eat my words and in all of the bizarre nature that I thought that it was to have a podcast where there are no guests, there's no producer, that there's no one else but me or one individual, that it was odd. But God, what I can tell you is that you have corrected me. This episode has been amazing. This episode has truly allowed me the opportunity to share some things that I potentially would not have shared in a form with others being on the line with me. And for that, God, I say thank you. God, I'd ask that you would allow the inefficiencies that I talked about tonight to be addressed, that they might be corrected, that we might move in a place, God, where we can have a shift of the world being just more efficient and it being something that we expect and demand that we want efficiencies. And certainly, God, I just ask that you continue to bless this podcast. We're growing. We're touching more ears. We're getting more interaction. And God, I know that's you. And because of that, I say thank you as well. 
God, I'd ask that you continue to cover everyone that's associated with this podcast, be with Theo, be with Fabby, and everyone else associated with it. To God, I love you, I adore you, and it's in the glorious and magnificent name of your son, Jesus, that I pray, Lord. Amen. And then to our listeners, as I always indicate, the greatest part of this Authentic Realness Podcast, ARP, is each and every one of you. And I cannot stress how important you all are to the continual growth development of this podcast. Please continue to share it. Please continue to comment. Please continue to provide all feedback, good, bad, or indifferent. And certainly when you provide it, I will call you out, good or bad. Because know that I'm receiving it all. And then ending in our oh-so-familiar way. Until next time, let's all make it spectacular together. Realness. 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 Realness.